Today we cover off part one of the Dirty Dozen, the 12 really, really, really important things you need to know about your business. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. G'day and welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. My name's Warwick, in case you didn't figure that out. And I'm Michaela. And Warwick, we've made it to number three. Can you believe it already? I almost can't believe it, Michaela. <laughs> it's a and professional they, outfit, this one. They said we'd never make it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, yes, uh, welcome back to another episode, whether you're in your ute, uh, your van, perhaps you're sitting in the smallest room in the house or one of those uh, really attractive looking sight sheds that they always manage to stick them in the middle of nowhere so everybody knows that you've gone for a long walk. Uh, but wherever you're listening, uh, welcome back. We've got an awesome episode in store for you today. Today we're channeling a bit of uh, ACDC, aren't we, Michaela? We are. It's all about dirty deeds, done dirt cheap just about. I like the sound of cheap Dirty deeds or something. Anyway, let's move on. So uh, today we're talking the dirty dozen. These are the 12 key things that really make or break a successful tradie business in particular. And this is things that we see in businesses that we work with all the time is unless they get all these 12 right or at least pay some attention to them, it really is the cornerstone to be successful. And without having all these in place, it really can affect the, the functioning of the business and the overall success. So they're really key rules that uh, we think you need to pay attention to. So true. And uh, I know we both see a lot of businesses uh, that we work with, Michaela, that, that really don't have all of these in place and um, you know, it can bring a very good business crashing down or stop someone from getting to that next level in their business if they're striving to build a, a great tradie business. That's right. And look, there's certainly a lot we're going to cover in today's episode because it's really giving you just a snapshot of what we think is really important. So don't think today you have to go away and, and try and implement all these at once. Really focus on one or two at a time and slowly over the course of you know a year, you, you've got everything in place. So this is really about just getting you thinking about perhaps some of those areas that you need to pay some attention to in the next few months. And don't stress, guys, because uh, what we've also done is put together a checklist for you. And I know you love checklists in your business. Uh, but we've put together a checklist with the Dirty Dozen on there so you can actually work your way through of identifying these in your business and uh, start planning to implement those over the next 12 months, as you said, Michaela. That's it. So let's get stuck into it. What's number one, Warwick? Drum roll. Number one is why. It's a question my three-year-old daughter loves to ask me all of the time, you know, probably about 73 times a day, but it's why. Why are you doing this? Why are you in this business? What are you striving for? It's more than just goals uh, or dreams. And yeah, you know, maybe it's a little bit woo-woo, but uh, there's there's a place for woo-woo in business. And uh, this is all about really what gets you out of bed in the mornings. That's right. And how can you get out of bed every morning and go to work without really understanding why you're doing it and what you're passionate about and trying to put that into your everyday life. It's life's so short, so you really got to understand why you do what you do and that will really affect how you look to run your business going forward. Mm. And, yeah, it's uh, as I say, it's more than just having goals. Uh, this is what's the mark you want to leave on the planet and uh, as I said it, it's a bit grandiose and uh, you know can be some some big thinking there for some of us 
Uh, but really, when you look back on your life, you know, when you when you get to the those final few days, and it might might be a bit of a morbid thought. But if you did that, if you sat down and thought, okay, well, what do I actually want to leave behind? What's the mark I want to make? Uh, that's really what we're talking about here, isn't it? Yeah. And how how does someone go around about doing that? Well, there's an exercise I love to take some of my clients through, and uh, it literally is to sit down and write your own eulogy. Okay. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> bit heavy, bit heavy. Might be a bit heavy for this time of the day. But, uh, you know, you, you sit down and whether you write it or, uh, you know, just, just get a few thoughts in your head about um, what that might feel like or look like. But think about, you know, think about your workmates or your colleagues, uh, a family member, you know, perhaps a great friend, a, a great mate. Uh, what what would you like those people to be saying about you? Do you want them to stand up and say, well, Warwick was uh, – yeah, he worked really hard and um, I don't know, I didn't see him much because he was always so busy. But um, yeah, yeah, love you, mate. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd be hoping people would have a bit more to say about me than I worked really hard or, you know, I was a great plumber or electrician or mechanic or whatever it might be. So it's thinking in terms of what's my broader impact uh, that I want to leave. So that, that I find is actually a very powerful exercise for people. And certainly sharing those thoughts as well with people around you can also help you identify those yeah. areas. And once you share something, it's always something that you can be held accountable for and focus on. So it's really matching your personal why with your business why and seeing yep. how the two can get together and see what kind of legacy you can leave. Absolutely. And that leads nicely into... Number two of the Dirty Dozen, another drum roll, uh, we're talking goals and targets. So uh, again, it's an area that I'm sure you see, Michaela, but when I ask people what their goals are, generally speaking, the first things that come to mind are goals about their business. And uh, you know, I'm sitting there as a listener, I, I guess I put the question to you, what are your goals? That's it. And so often they don't look at their personal goals and their business goals and match them two together. How can you possibly, the two can't work on their own. They need to match together. And it's something that you need to incorporate. And just spending more time with family, well, that's a nice goal to have, but actually how are you going to achieve that? And how do you want that to reflect in the way you run your business? Mm. Is it that you actually only want to work three or four days a week, that you want to take every school holidays off and or take six months off and travel around Australia, like how can you possibly build a business that's your dream business if you don't know where you want to go both personally and professionally as well? And a big part of that is getting specific about those goals. So you might be sitting there saying, yeah, well, I've got some goals. You know, I want to, I want to grow my business or I want to spend more time with family, as you said, Michaela. Uh, but uh, with those goals, the more specific you make them, the easier it is or the simpler it is to actually start to move towards them. Uh, That's right. And so what's a smart goal, Warwick? Well, <clears throat> look, I think I promised not to use any wank words on this show. <laughs> so uh, warning, warning, there's, uh, <laughs> there's an acronym coming, guys. Um, so SMART goals, look, it does stand for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Uh, so yeah, look, maybe a bit wanky, but in all seriousness, uh, it's a great way to actually look at goals. So they have to be specific. Uh, if you want a new car... That's uh, not very specific compared to I want a new black Hilux SR5 with whatever options on it. Uh, and it makes it much easier to set your sights on something when it's specific. It's obviously got to be measurable. Can we measure it or not? Uh, you know, did you get the car or not? Did you add 20000 a month to your revenue or not? Uh, achievable. 
and relevant are related, but it's all about do you have the resources at hand to go and achieve those goals? Um, are they relevant to you? It's no good setting a goal to uh, have your own private helicopter if you don't really care for flying. So um, they've got to be relevant and there's got to be a time frame. Is it a three-month goal? Is it a 12-month goal? All pretty simple stuff, but really critical to actually helping uh, helping you achieve your goals. That's right. And how can you get to where you want to go if you really don't know where that is? Absolutely. And so defining it, you know, it doesn't take a lot, but just sitting down, having a look at each of those areas and, and putting something together. And then, of course, sticking it up on your wall, having it at the workplace, again, sharing it with friends and family, all help to being able to achieve them. There's a great way to increase the uh, likelihood that you'll achieve your goals, listeners. Just start telling your spouse and your kids that this is something you're aiming to achieve <laughs> and it's very hard to wriggle out of that sort of stuff. Especially if you promise them a trip to Disneyland <laughs> in six months if your revenue goes up. So it's a surefire way you're going to get there. That's right. I, I had a client years ago that uh, told his kids he was going to take them to Disneyland at the end of the year and uh, I think every week they were <laughs> asking him, so have you, have you got enough clients on board yet, Dad? <laughs> and uh, it really did keep him on track. What more of a motivation do you need than that? Hey? <laughs> Bit of emotional blackmail. So uh, the third of the dirty dozen, guys, is uh, planning. Everybody's favourite topic, planning. We all love to plan, don't we? <laughs> so you know, do you have a business plan? Do you have a marketing plan? Uh, it doesn't have to be 50 pages, but you need to have some sort of a plan for your business. Isn't that right? That's right. And even a a, a basic one-page plan of where you want to go and how you're going to get there. That's, you know, we're not talking, like you said, multiple pages. Some people spend all their time developing this plan mm. and never open it again That's once right. they've developed it. So I like to keep them short and sweet. One, two pages, where you want to go and how you're going to get there and how you're going to track that success. And it's also breaking them into timely ones. So a 90-day plan, a 12-month plan, as well as the different areas of your business. And are there some key elements, Michaela, that, that you think should be in a good one-page plan? What, what sort of areas should it cover? Yes, yeah, certainly um, as much detail as possible and looking at the goals that you want to get and really identifying what specific actions are you going to take to get those goals, really nutting out how you're going to get there and, again, making it something easily that you can uh, look at and see all the time and check back in. So it's, it's more about actions than just broad strategies and you know I, I think a lot of our listeners probably think of a plan as soon as we start talking about a plan or a business plan they think of that 20 or 30 page document that you're supposed to do for the bank when you're going for a loan um, that's not really what we're talking about is it no we're talking about you know what do you have to do each day each week each month to get to those goals that we mentioned before so working out the individual tasks and items that you need to do and how you can plan that into your working week Yep, cool. And remember, the uh, the checklist is on the website. Uh, we'll put the link up there so you can go and download it. Uh, so don't fret if you're trying to madly scribble this down on the back of a, uh, a napkin or something in the ute. And keep your hands on the wheels, guys. <laughs> I'm sure there's another uh, musical reference in there somewhere, but we'll stick with the ACDC stuff <laughs> today. Um, so the fourth thing, uh, fourth of the dirty dozen, is something called self-mastery, which might be a, a little obscure for some of our listeners, but... Um, we're talking about, you know, not controlling your, your mouth and uh, shooting off at your <laughs> apprentice or something like that. Um, but when we talk about self-mastery, really we're talking about uh, what a lot of people commonly refer to as time management, aren't we? That's right. It's your daily habits 
and what you do to achieve the things that you want to do and disciplines you put in place and all those things to make you a better leader. And whether that's business development, education, getting healthy, getting fit, just everything that you can do to make yourself a better person, really. Mm. And there's some simple tools that can help you do that. Uh, it's certainly an area that I see, and I'm pretty sure you would see the same, Michaela, with uh, with your clients. But that whole time management issue, and uh, we're all given the same 24 hours. I, I see it. I said it'd be a cliche-free zone, <laughs> and I've I've stuffed up again. You have. But uh, <laughs> sin bin, sin bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five minutes. Um, but. We've all got the same 24 hours in the day. It's really just how disciplined we are with what we do with that time that really makes the big difference. That's right. It's our choice. We Mm. choose how we spend every minute of every day. And, yeah, we are in the throes of being the busyness of running a business, but really that's your choice. So you can certainly develop good habits that will get you to where you want to go. Yep. And and some of those habits, things that usually get sacrificed when when you are busy, uh, like exercise and even eating. I know a lot of a lot of guys that I work with, they're just skipping meals, and it does impact them. And I'm I'm sure if you're listening and uh, you're one of those people, you know in yourself that that's not good for you, and it's not a long term strategy uh, for success. <laughs> so setting aside, even if it's fifteen or, or thirty minutes just to have a salad roll or whatever your chosen lunch is um, means you can actually be much more productive for the rest of that day. Uh, but setting aside time in your diary or your calendar, whether it's in your, your smartphone or in your paper diary, but actually pre-allocating time for those other important activities that often we skip over, like invoicing and those sorts of things and, and you know following up quotes, is, is a simple, simple change that you can make, uh, but it has a massive impact on the results you get out of your out of your weeks. Yeah, and I certainly, um, it's often called a default diary or way of pre-scheduling different tasks that you want to do every week at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I've really found doing that has really changed dramatically how I run my business. Yep. And, and batching tasks to do them all at the same time can really save you a lot of time and get rid of interruptions and things you don't really need to worry about. You know, put in it side the best hour of your day when you're most productive to do the things to grow and develop your business. Mm. And we guarantee that it will help you increase your revenue and your profits. You'll be happier. Your staff will be happier. So really things like doing a bit of pre-planning of your time is just so important. Yep. It's a huge area and, uh, yeah, some simple changes there can yield some massive results. We won't skyrocket anything though, will we? No. No skyrocketing. Uh, All right, so uh, that was number four, self-mastery. Number five of the Dirty Dozen, uh, what do we got here, Michaela? This is all about your sales process. So what do you do when the phone rings? What do you do when you have to get your quote out? How do you follow them up? What time frames do you work towards? And how do you test and measure this? So this is all about how you can look at your sales goals, where you want to go and how you're going to get there, and the actual steps that you and your team follow in, in growing your sales. And so what are we talking, like uh, just a simple process map or a flowchart or something? Yeah, just as simple as a, a map, a process that all your team understands and really follows. So whether you're there or not, this, every client's going to go through the same process. And the goal of this is to really be able to weed out those perhaps leads and clients that aren't worth you spending your time on and identifying those clients that are worth spending your time on and making sure that they go through the same funnel or same process to make sure that they're hitting all the important points about your business. 
it raises an interesting point, the whole sales process, and you sort of touched on this, Michaela, of uh, having other people able to deal with inquiries. But what's your feeling about scripts for answering the phone or, or making follow-up calls? Yeah, look, I definitely think scripts are important. You always want to be able to get the key information out of a customer every time you talk to them. And it's something that you want to be have anyone that answers your phone really be able to deal with that customer and provide good customer service. So it's important to have set processes and procedures in place and having a script that you certainly refine over time and get working so that you're getting the information that you need out of the customer as easy and as quick as possible. Do you think it it and it's something that I know a lot of people raise with me is, oh yeah, that's that's great having a script, but we don't want to be robots, you know, we want to sound human and talk to our clients normally. I mean, what would you say to that? Oh look, it's certainly something that takes a bit of practice, but just putting in conversation questions in conversations to get out that information that you that you need and it, it certainly doesn't sound robot at all if you're doing it the right way and, and practice and refining it all the time and look I say it's such a time saver that when you're getting off the phone you know you've got all the pieces of information that you need to be able to give them the best quote possible and hopefully get the sale in the long run. Mm. Yeah, it's that consistency isn't it? That's right and it is also about you not always having to be part of your business so if you do want to take a holiday, that there's there's no sales not going to happen for two weeks because you've gone away. And having that process will get people through your sales funnel quicker, but will also help raise your conversion rates as well. Mm. Cool. Sounds good to me. So next on the list, number six, is know your financials, know your numbers. Is this about being your best friend with your accountant or what's this about, yeah, Warren? I don't think accountants have many friends, <laughs> Michaela. <laughs> I'm married to one, so... Uh, <laughs> Hi to my wife. Love you, honey. So, uh, Aren't you yeah. a qualified accountant as well, Warwick? I'm um, reformed. You know, I'm like one of those reformed smokers. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's one of those horrible areas I think scares a lot of people, but easy for, for people like me to say who have uh, got experience in it professionally. But knowing your financials is not that hard. There's some key numbers that, that you want to keep a track of. Um, but it's not as frightening, I think, as accountants make it out to be. That's it. I, I shudder at the 10th the of the month because that's where my numbers are in. But uh, So what are some of those critical numbers that really uh, our guys should have a look at? Look, the obvious ones like sales or revenue, so that's top line. Uh, profit, so how much is left after all the expenses. And cash flow, naturally, of uh, the actual physical cash flowing through your business. And there's a great quote from uh, one of one of my mentors, and um, I'm hoping we can get him on the show at some stage, actually, a guy called Keith Cunningham. But uh, he talks about the fact that sales is uh, vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. Now, you may, may have heard that before, listeners, and uh, perhaps wondered what that all means, but... Really, at the end of the day, it's about cash. A lot of people track their top line, um, and there's there's a lot of businesses that have grown themselves out of existence because they've been chasing that revenue or that top line growth, that sales growth, without keeping enough of an eye on profit and cash flow. So you're telling me checking my account balance on my iPhone isn't doing my numbers each month? Mm, well, it's, it's a start, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've got a way to go. Yeah, Looking at the bank balance is not actually uh, you know, knowing the financial health of your business. There's a lot more to drill into than that. Um, so they're, they're probably the first three. Uh, some of the others that, that uh, our listeners should be looking at, Michaela? So things like cost of sales, what you're marking up on your products and your parts, and also things like gross margin as well. So there's a couple of extras that you need to pay attention to. Yep. And 
look, we've only really talked about five or six key numbers in, in the business. Now, getting the data is obviously uh, part of the problem, uh, but once you've got that data, it's actually not that difficult to look at that on a weekly or monthly basis and have a great idea of the health of your business. And there's a lot of really cost-effective cloud-based accounting programs mm. that are really easy to use. They're built by non-accountant people. So it really makes you, you know, within minutes you can have all those figures at, the, at your fingertips. So that was part one of the Dirty Dozen episode of the really, 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 really important things you should have in your business. Um, make sure you go to the show notes and grab the free checklist. So that's at tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash three, as in the number three. And, uh, yeah, grab your checklist and make sure you check out uh, the next one for the other half. And while you're online, make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes so you never miss another episode and give us a shout-out in the ratings and review. So we'll see you next time on Episode 4 where we look at Part 2 of The Dirty Dozen. Bye for now. See ya. You've been listening to The Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.